Hi everyone, I'm Jordan. And I'm Kelty. And we want to welcome you to the YWAMers podcast. We're excited to have you here. On this podcast, we interview youth with a mission who are everywhere reforming the spheres, aka YWAMers, in the hope that our listeners will be inspired on how they too can be missionaries in their everyday life. Hello everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We just had a great chat with Trey, an old friend of mine. Uh, just such a such a great guy and such an honest, sincere guy and just really shared his story. That's what really stood out to me mm-hmm. about that podcast today. What about you, babe? What stood out to you? Yeah, similar, just how much uh, faith him and his family had for him starting his own business and just believing God that that's what God was saying over their lives and they came together and they did it and it's really cool and just I think being in finance world obviously finance can be a bit of a it's a hard one to understand of I guess like oh am I having too much and just how to navigate it and I feel like he he has a lot of wisdom on how to steward money well with God's perspective so that Mm. was really cool. And you'll hear about him, how he started his own business to really help people figure out their finances. And so if you're interested in looking into that more, if you need help with your finances, go to www.generatefinancial.com and I'll put the link beneath this podcast. If you want to look at his um, business he created to help people, everyday people like you to figure out their finances so finances aren't a stress. And also another announcement or thing coming up is we have spheres 101 is open right now for enrollment for the next two weeks closes july 5th at 10 p.m and because lauren cunningham's birthday is this month june 30th actually one week from today um we're doing 50 percent off for everyone for this particular launch so if you go to the website there's a coupon code coupon code which is lauren's b day uh, enter that at checkout and you'll get half the price off Spheres 101, which is a course to help people that have been trained in YWAM to thrive in their everyday life. All right, without further ado, let's go to the podcast. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Kelty has a word of wisdom to share with us as we start. Hello. Hello. Good. That's my famous line. Yeah. And uh, Lucy is with us. Lucy's now three months and one day. She is lying on the ground staring at us from a jungle right now. Kids get a, a marvelous upbringing these days with all the toys. And today we have uh, actually an old friend of mine who I did my DTS with back in 2012. Trey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, thanks for being with us today. Where are we talking to you from? Where are you located? So I'm located in my hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which for those of you who aren't too familiar, we're the Dakota with the Mount Rushmore. So the carving of the president's face is in the rocks. Wow. Is that the main tourist attraction in that region? Um, I'd say that's what we're most well known for. I'm actually on the opposite side of the state, so about a four-hour drive. But um, yeah, in that same area. Wow. Thank you for giving us a little bit of a geography and a lesson about North Dakota. Mm -hmm. South South Dakota. South Dakota. 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 I don't want to get those mixed up. (laughs) Well, we're going to start with a very important question, Trey. What is your Myers-Briggs and your Sure. So my Myers-Briggs, from my understanding, is an INTJ. And as for the Enneagram, I'm still kind of trying to discover and determine what that is exactly. I believe it's a type one, but um, my wife and I were currently reading through the book, The Road Back to You, which was purchased 
just due to your recommendation, essentially, I saw you were doing your online book study and we weren't able to make our schedules line up with that, but we still wanted to kind of dive into it, but we're still reading through that. So I'm thinking of type one for myself. Mm, cool. What's your wife? What's Maddie? Uh, six. Six. Oh, oh, like Kelsey. Her name's Maddie. Madison, he, Maddie. Maddie. Me and Maddie are the same. Wow. Exciting. And then what is her mind, Briggs? Um, that's a good question. You know, she, before I started to kind of get more into personality types and things like that, she was never a firm believer of them. So that's one that we haven't really dived into much. We've been focusing more on the Enneagram, but um, I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. To be continued. She's a nurse. So I'm guessing she's an ISFJ, but that, that could be completely wrong. But um, Trey, tell us, I kind of let everyone knew that we did DTS together, but tell us a brief little bit about why you went to YWAM, where you did your DTS and uh, when did you leave and what was next? Yeah, sure. So, I was actually a part of the first ever engaged DTS class in 2012, as Jordan mentioned, in Kona, Hawaii. And the short version of how I ended up in YWAM was I was 19 years old when I joined DTS. And growing up, I could probably count on one or two hands at most the amount of times I went to church as a, as a family with my family. So it was, wasn't until later in my life, I was about 17 or 18, that I had an encounter with God. And at that point, I felt extremely called to do something to kind of catapult my relationship with him. And through a friend who never even did YWAM or DTS herself, I heard the term YWAM, kind of started looking into it and just felt an immediate call to, to do DTS and ended up in Hawaii and that's kind of the snippet version of how that all worked out. So it was a pretty, pretty rapid journey of me encountering Jesus and then diving into YWAM and doing a DTS. And as for my stint with YWAM, I did just a traditional DTS with the training outreach. And after that, I didn't stay on for leadership or any other classes. I went home and that was my experience with YWAM. Cool. What were your plans when you left YWAM? Did you know what you're going to next? Did, what was it like transitioning out of the structure of YWAM? Um, transitioning out of YWAM, my initial thought process was, as I mentioned, I was kind of the first in my family to discover this new fire and this new relationship with Jesus. So I had high hopes of coming home and kind of sharing that love that I learned from YWAM and DTS about Jesus and seeing what impact it would have on those around me and all the while trying to finish school and begin working. So that was my initial thought and uh, desire to do after leaving YWAM was just to go home and see how this new flame would impact those around me. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And now you've been uh, outside of the organization of YWAM for what, like seven years now, right? 2012, 2019? Yeah, actually, yesterday I got a, a Facebook notification of a memory. I'm pretty sure it was right before I got on the plane to come home from DTS. So wow. about seven years to the day almost. Wow, it's crazy. So seven years out after transitioning out of YWAM, trying to live out the YWAM values, what you learned in YWAM and your everyday life. Like, tell us a bit about what that's been like, some of the maybe struggles and challenges or how that's been. Yeah, seven years. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but 
you know, it has. And I think early on in my transition, since I was newer in my faith and kind of newer in, I guess, just having a relationship with Jesus early on, I became kind of goal oriented and my focus, I would say almost even shifted more towards things of the world, trying to begin a career and a family and things of that nature. Um, and my focus on Jesus kind of took a, a back burner position, but thankfully since then, I mean, I've been able to build that relationship and learn more of what it takes to kind of live in a world outside of the YWAM organization. So since being home from DTS, um, initially I started kind of in the workforce and continued with my education as well, but my career took precedent. I started kind of climbing up the corporate ladder and um, landed a pretty good job and again was very goal-oriented in that regard where I was focusing a lot on my career and I got to a point where I kind of realized there's something more that I'm desiring and wanting and that desire was to kind of branch off and start a business. Wow. Seems like quite the journey, quite the ups, the downs, the figuring it out, the trying to reorganize, reprioritize, and maybe the, the you swing one way too much, and then you're trying to reorient. And through that journey, you had your first child, you got married as well. So a lot of changes in the last seven years. Was there a particular truth or a particular revelation or a particular understanding which helped you kind of realign after you said you kind of just got into the the world too much you were trying to bring yourself back was there any kind of truth or any bible verse or any book you read or anything that kind of helped reorient you uh into what you were supposed to be doing with what you felt called to um that's a good question and i i would say that the biggest motivating factor that kind of realigned my focus and kind of washed away some of the fears that i had of letting go of my um, outwardly perception of being successful and things of that nature would actually come from a lot of the conversation that you and I had. I feel like you helped guide me in a direction of uh, trying to figure out a path of what I should be doing with my career or my life for that matter. And one of the things I remember you saying was if Jesus was sitting next to you and supported you a hundred percent with whatever decision or choice you're going to make, what would you do? And that's kind of what really spurred and motivated me to um, pursue him more and head in a direction of um, launching my own business and going down that road versus continuing to try to climb up the corporate ladder and focus on more of those um, worldly goals. Mm. Wow, okay, cool. That's so, really encouraging for me. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. What was your job before you uh, started your own business? Like you said, you're climbing the corporate ladder. Was it the same job? Did you have like different jobs within an organization? or? Um, so I worked within two different industries. Mm-hmm. Initially, when I was going through college, I actually um, kind of got a wild hair to try sales. So I actually started selling cars. Oh. I sold cars for just about a year. And within that time frame, I, I moved up and got promoted to finance and I would oversee the finance department. So I was a finance manager. And after a couple of years of doing that, I recognized that 
I needed to kind of balance out work and life. So I moved into banking and um, spent most of my time kind of as a loan officer. I did personal loans and mortgage lending and that thing. Okay. Wow. Cool. Wow. So you're in the, in the finance money world. And uh, I'm just the verse that kind of pops into my mind is the whole, the whole verse about you cannot serve two masters. You can either serve God or serve money. And how's that been working in the realm of money? And money's not a bad thing. Money's a very helpful thing. It's the love of money that is the challenge we face. So how has it been being in that money world and the temptations and how do you overcome the temptations? And yeah, what, what is that like being in the midst of, in the, in the heart of the money world? Um, I think it's definitely easy to kind of lose focus in a sense of um, wanting to compare yourself to others and what others have and, and things like that. So there's definitely that continual battle of trying to be content with kind of what you have and at the same time trying to help others and uh, align them with their finances. So mm. there's always that, that constant struggle, I would say. But um, one thing that I recently was reminded of actually from another podcast of yours was he who's faithful with little will be trusted with a lot. Um, mm. And that is relatable to money as well as work and things of that nature. So I think that's, just a continual reminder to myself as well that what you have, I mean, if you're faithful to little, you can then be trusted with a lot. Yeah, that's good. And tell us a little bit about and tell our listeners a little bit about the business you started. So you felt to kind of jump out, take a risk, start this business. You had this passion. Just tell us a little bit about that journey, what, what your heart is around that business. So that journey, um, the the story kind of behind that was, I, like I mentioned, I've been in finance. I've helped people receive loans, and I saw a need that loans didn't really satisfy. A lot of times people who would need the loans that I was helping with actually just needed help with more of the basic fundamentals of finance and budgeting. So I wanted to um, kind of fill that niche. And a quick story behind me transitioning out of helping people with loans to then just helping people with their finances um, as a business owner prior to me launching that business, I told my current employer who uh, I did the, the loans with that I was launching this business and they were okay with it and everything. Um, and then I go to launch the business. And then there was kind of this um, discussion between my wife and I, I felt I really need to leave my employer to pursue the business full time to grow it. And she obviously wanted me to have the stability of working until the business got big enough to, to take off. And within that time frame, um, we were just having a tough time deciding what I should do. Should I leave my current employer now and just take the risk and do business full time? Or should I stay there until business gets big enough to, to leave? And um, what I did in that situation, again, was something that Jordan, you helped me work through and encouraged me was instead of us making the decision on our own, we prayed about it. And since both options were logical, we simply just gave it to God and put it on his shoulders. And we said, God, we're going to kind of put a time frame on this. And we are trusting that you're going to show us which direction to go. And it was about a week or so after 
and at this point my work was already okay with me um, launching this business but a week or so after they they came to me and said Trey there's a conflict of interest that we discovered with your business and the job that you're doing for us so we're going to have to give you an option of either stopping everything with your business and continuing to be an employer here at the this bank or you can leave the bank and continue to do what you are doing with the business so it was just amazing to see mm-hmm. in that time frame of us putting that decision on Jesus's shoulders and yeah. instead of our own wow that that's so cool. yeah that's crazy yeah, and such good. a clear sign yeah and good for you for making the just the leap. I mean, that would be so hard to do. So scary. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And what's it been like? So is, is everything in business turned out exactly like you thought it would? Are you now just helping millions of people with their finances? Uh, tell us a bit of the story, the journey. What the, where has it been like what you expected? Where has it not been like what you expected? Just tell us a little bit of that entrepreneurial journey you've been on. Yeah, and I think one thing I've learned since leaving the YWAM organization is that we can always have a perfect plan mapped out in our mind, but oftentimes God's plan may be slightly different or way different than what we're anticipating will happen. And that's kind of what has happened in my life recently. So I launched the business just over six months ago and it's been a great learning experience and I know it's all working out for the good, but there's definitely uh, a change of, pace for that um, since I've pivoted and have actually planted my feet within a company and I'm working full-time and now helping grow the business on the side. Um, And the reason I say I feel like it's kind of worked out for the good is because that first month or two of me launching the business and leaving my full-time employer, there was actually quite a bit that was going on in my life where some medical stuff was happening with my wife. We experienced a miscarriage and a lot of those doctor appointments and things that drew my time wouldn't have been able to I wouldn't have been able to attend if I was working at my full-time job so it's just amazing to see how everything's kind of sculpting sculpting itself and uh even though it's not the plan that I initially had in mind yeah Yeah. that's cool that you can even look at it that way yeah just see like oh wow god like that's like that's almost a gift the way that it that it worked out. That's cool that you were able to see it that way. Yeah, and as I hear your story, and I know we mentioned we we're talking about it on Facebook Messenger the other day, but it's like so similar to, to my story. I kind of leave all my. I was working at two jobs. I leave them both to go full time into my business and start building this YWAMers community online. This is what I think I'm going to be doing. I think it's going to provide for my whole family, and I'm just working out of my basement trying to build this whole thing. And then after a few months getting it off the ground, I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, I want you to be in a team. I want you to be around people, not just in the basement with people online, but actually in the region I've called you to engaged. So now God's led me to take a full-time job and now I'm building YWAMs on the side. But like the amount of growth and the amount of experience and the challenges I faced that helped grow my faith and, and probably just root out some character flaws in me through the process of growing this business has been so so vital and so crucial to my I guess my story with God and my story with my family so it's yeah we always think we know what the plan is and then we step out and God is fine with that and loves that and then he just redirects us as as we go I think of that actually that verse 
I think it's Proverbs 16.9. The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And we're, mm. supposed, to, we're supposed to plan. We're, supposed to, we, we're not supposed to give up our brain power, uh, plan things, but then allow the Lord to direct us within those plans. And that's what I just see happening in your story. And you've been able to have the maturity and the wisdom to be able to see God at work, even though things haven't turned out exactly how you thought God was leading them to work out. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So what's what's next for you now? What is what's on your mind? Is it what what does it look like? The horizons? You mentioned you've got health stuff potentially on the front with your wife, you've got the business on the side, you've got this new job now. Like what is life like for you at the moment? What is what's going on in your world? Um right now, one of the biggest things that I've been hearing from from God is the word stability and being present. Um, I feel a lot of my natural tendencies are to just be continually improving and trying to find the next opportunity and grow as fast as possible and become the best at uh, whatever it is I'm doing. Um, But I feel like in this season, I've learned a lot from launching the business. And the thing that I've primarily taken away is just that how important sometimes uh, having stability and being present with whatever it is that we're currently given. Um, So that's kind of what I'm primarily focusing on right now is just, like I mentioned, being faithful with what I have. So this season of having this job and having my wife be a full-time student, um, just being really present and and having some sort of stability for my family and allowing us to kind of get on a pattern of of growth within, within ourselves and our community. Mm. Wow, that's cool. And it's cool how you responded even to that question was what you felt like God was saying to you and is saying to you in this season and how that's kind of the guidepost, that's kind of the context within which you see all the circumstances that are happening in your life. So with, with hearing God's voice, can you think of a, a particular time or a particular decision uh, where it was like, I'm unsure what God's saying and how did you hear what God was saying? Uh, just tell us a little bit of a story about hearing God in your everyday life. Yeah, I shared a little bit earlier about uh, one of the main stories that came to mind of how we weren't really sure what we would should do with my previous employer situation of whether to leave or to stay. And we really put it on God's shoulders. So that was mm. one instance that really helped us. But um, another one during that time frame prior to me leaving my employer, we had the idea of selling our house because we knew we just had too much of a house with our current situation, especially if I wanted to start a business and my wife was going back to school. So we just felt that, or I felt initially that it makes sense. Let's just sell our house. And um, I felt that that's kind of what God was calling us to do as well. Um, My wife didn't really want to sell the house initially. And I think a lot of the reason behind that was, I mean, we, both had fear of looking as if we were kind of moving backwards in society. We're going to be downsizing, selling a house. Um, so there was some difficulty within that, but it took about a week or two of just kind of praying and seeking God and asking him if we should or shouldn't sell. And within that time frame, my wife just one day kind of out of the blue said, you know what, I think we should sell the house. And we ended up putting it on the market. And if you guys are familiar with how, selling a house works i mean typically you need a realtor and it can get kind of hairy but we actually ended up selling it on our own 
which saved us a lot of money as well. And wow. it's kind of just cool how it all worked out of um, really listening to God and forgetting the, the fear that comes from society of trying to please people and look good in the eyes of others. Wow. That's so cool. That's I just so got, cool. Yeah, I got goosebumps. Yes, you. That's amazing. Like you, you guys went and sold your house and just took this risk, even with, you know, the midst of everything going on too, with, with, um, I'm calling her Maddie. I don't know if that's what we actually call her, but <laughs> with <laughs> Maddie's uh, health, I mean, that's just um, amazing. And I think it just shows you're in the right field with finance. Like just, you're really living out, having faith and not, not idolizing money, but like going and risking and believing God will provide. And it's so evident in your family and mm. how you guys are choosing to live. Yeah, it's true. And with that situation, Trey, you talked about how you felt to sell the house. You felt that from the Lord. But at that time, Maddie didn't feel that from the Lord. And then it sounded like you both just went away and over time. And then Maddie actually came back feeling like the Lord was saying, hey, let's sell the house. Is that something in your marriage that you guys do a lot? Like you have disagreements and then like you kind of leave it on the table, leave it for the Lord to figure out. Like, what does it look like hearing God in marriage? Is that a typical scenario? Does it always look different? Um, I would say that's fairly typical for the most part. Um, sometimes, I mean, we have the, the same thought initially and that's great. But more oftentimes than not, I mean, sometimes I'm wanting to do something and she's not or vice versa. So the way that we like to handle that is like i said just being able to understand that not every decision has to be made by us individually we can just put it on um, the shoulders of jesus and allow him to make the decision and sometimes it's very clear like it was whenever i um was facing the decision to leave my my former employer and sometimes it's not and that's where we just have to understand that there's going to be a little uncertainty and a lot of faith required in those circumstances mm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And so practical, I think, yeah, our listeners will be encouraged by that. It's a practical way to hear God, to move forward, mm-hmm. to not feel the responsibility of every decision, but knowing that, that God does want to speak if we allow him the space and the room and the time even to be patient, to allow him to speak, mm-hmm. that he will come through, maybe not in the way we expect always, but he will guide us through those challenging situations and decisions we face. So it's really cool. And for you, Trey, just being a... A guy married with a kid, uh, working in a full-time job, and you're growing a business on the side, your wife's in school. What does it mean for you to be in community? Like, what does that look like in kind of day-to-day life for you? Um, community is definitely something that I'm still working on and growing into. I think my natural personality type typically prefers to kind of avoid a lot of uh personal interaction and things of that nature. Um, not to say I don't enjoy it at sometimes, but it, it's a little bit more out of my comfort zone. So definitely still working on community, but for us in the real world day-to-day living, stepping out of my comfort zone and just intentionally hosting people and being involved with neighbors of the community is one way that I like to live out community. So we oftentimes have people over and we love to host and Um, use our space for for that and aside from that one way that looking back now that you asked the question I realize we create a community is by um, we actually have had two roommates living with us 
since I've been back from YWAM. One's lived with us over a, a year and one was for about five months, both mm. separate times. But it's just kind of funny to see how God works, even though in my mind, I don't really think community comes naturally to me. Um, that was a couple instances of how I feel God was really able to allow us to build and um, have community in that sense. Yeah. And that's super cool and practical. I mean, inviting someone into your home is a pretty big deal, um, especially in kind of North America where everyone tends to keep their home life very private. And I don't know what it's like in South Dakota, but in the GTA in Canada, it's not really a culture where people just drop into people's houses. It's like homes are quite private unless you're invited over. And then if you invite someone over, you've got to make sure your house is perfect before they come over. So having someone live in your house is uh, even a little bit counter countercultural um, and an example of community. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And cool that you're just realizing that that was a picture and an example of community that you're doing it more naturally, maybe than you even realize, mm -hmm. which is cool too. Yeah. Yeah. And what about being like in the in the the world you're in? What does it mean to for you to be in ministry? Because traditionally ministry is you work for a church, but with the whole idea of we're missionaries in the spheres, whatever we do as Christians, we're on a mission. What does it mean for you to be in ministry and what you do? I think specifically for me in the day-to-day -day living and workplace, ministry is really just hearing God and trying to be obedient and stepping out in faith with whatever it is we're hearing from God, whether it's the, the big things like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and start a business um, or even the little things. And one practical uh, experience that I've recently had, I mean, at my new workplace, it's just funny as you ask these questions, I'm remembering these things, but I was walking inside from the parking lot and, there was a piece of garbage on the, the ground. And in my mind, I was remembering the verse where it's work as if you're working for the Lord. And I, I picked up the, the garbage off the, the ground in that case. And it's just funny because most people wouldn't really think of something like that as ministry. But as I picked it up and as I do little things like that from hearing God, I feel like it's kind of preparing and posturing me to be ready for the time whenever it does come for me to, to share the good news or whatever it may be. That is what people think as direct ministry, you know? So I think ministry is just stepping out and understanding that even with the little things, it may not be saving people or sharing the word of Jesus, but it's posturing us and preparing us for when that time comes, I think. Mm. And actually what I'm, what I'm kind of hearing from you as you share even that story, it's ministry to you is hearing and obeying God and whatever you're doing each day. And to me, it sounds like ministry is almost the ministering to the one and the one is God, that everything you're doing is unto him. So ministry to you is doing what, what moves his heart, which is what he's asking of you, which is what he's expecting of you in your context, in your job, in your situation. And that practically sometimes looks like helping someone out, whether it's uh, having a meal with your neighbors. And sometimes it looks like picking a piece of rubbish or trash, as we say in North America, off the ground. And we say, mm. we say in YM all the time, before an audience of one, and it sounds like you're ministering to the one, even though in the natural, it doesn't seem like, oh, I'm ministering and sharing the good news to multitudes. I'm doing what God's asking of me. I'm being faithful with the little in, the man, in man's eyes, even though that's actually much. 
uh, I think, in God's eyes, doing what he asks of us and not more and not less. So I think you're actually in ministry in, in, in that respect as I listen to you. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah. Just doing what God says. You're yeah. ministering to the one. That's great, Trey. You have such a such a good perspective. I think it's going to help people so much. Just like and and practically as an INTJ too. Like you practically share how to live it out and how to have this job and what areas you know that you feel God is speaking to you about. I just feel like it's really going to help people in such a practical way. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And Trey, as, as we kind of start to wrap up, you're one of the people that's actually done Spheres 101, a course that Kelty and I created to help people that have been trained in YWAM to be YWAMers in the spheres. Is there anything from your experience of that course that you'd like to share with our listeners who may be thinking about doing it? As we've actually got, um, we're actually in the middle of a launch right now. We've got two weeks where the course is open for enrollment. Is there anything you'd want to share about your experience for those that are listening? Yeah. Um, whenever you came out and launched Spheres 101, I wasn't really even sure what it was going to be about or what to expect. And I guess I really didn't have any expectations. But the one thing I knew going into it was that, I mean, if you were going to be putting on a course of some sort, I was all in because I, I could listen to you talk for days just because of how encouraging and wise you are. But more than that, even I wasn't expecting this, but it truly did come at a time where without it, navigating life would have been a little extra difficult. As I mentioned, I was kind of have been going through a season of testing with health issues, the new business, miscarriage, and it really spoke to me, even though I wasn't expecting something like that to happen. So I guess one thing I would say is if you're kind of on the fence or feel led to, to, to join the, the, the course, I would definitely recommend it because, I mean, it can give you a practical insight to something that could directly relate to whatever it is you're facing, even if you don't think it could. Mm. Well, it's even encouraging to hear how much it really helped you navigate that time and how you entered the course, not even really knowing so much what it was going to be about. But it, again, it seems like we don't really know what is in front of us, but what is God leading us to do? We step into it and then things just start to work out which is kind of like the, um, that traditional verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. So we can't, don't always understand what's going on, but we have to trust God's leading and he'll make our paths straight as we step out on that. So that's really cool. And last question for today, Trey, what are two things, two pieces of advice that you'd want to share with our listeners that are people being trained in YWAM, trying to figure out how to be a missionary in the everyday life? What's kind of two, two nuggets um, I think two things that have helped me the most are both related to decision making and trying to navigate through life um, when making those decisions. So one would be, again, something that I think is an offspring of what you have told me before, Jordan, is that just really going with your gut. And it kind of sounds funny growing up. I mean, I'm sure people have heard the term, just listen to your gut, go with your gut. But a lot of times as Christians, we can sometimes overcomplicate what the spirit is guiding us to do or speaking to us um, through Jesus. And we often forget that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So, so our gut feeling and what we're feeling led to do is actually and can be from from the spirit. So I would say go with your gut with even the small things in life. Um, and to piggyback and add on to that, as I previously mentioned, one additional piece of advice would be to 
again, just when facing a decision, if you don't have the ability to, to fully trust and go with your gut, one practical thing that has helped me is just to, again, act as if Jesus is sitting next to you and fully supported you 100% with whatever it is you're facing. And uh, what would you do if he was sitting there um, giving you that support? So those are both practical things that are so true and have helped me a lot with my decision making, especially uh, recently over the last couple of years. Hmm. That's really cool. I even get goosebumps as you yeah, share. Me too. It was just like, that's so good. And I think, I think for you, Trey, I think as I'm just listening to you share, and even as we chatted before this podcast, what kind of, I think is going to help people the most as they listen to this is just how sincere and authentic and genuine, and just you're going through life, trying to figure it out to the best of your ability and trusting God when you don't know and navigating life when it doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, just continuing to lean into him and just trust him. And there's such a, there's no hype. There's no fluff. It's just, you're a genuine guy trying to follow the Lord. And I think that's deep down, that's all of us. That's all we're trying to do. There's no real, real superstars in God's eyes. We're all just trying to follow him. And it looks very different according to our skills, our giftings, our calling. And I just appreciate your, your honesty and yeah, authenticity today. I think that's, that's something that's going to help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Like I mentioned in the, the beginning as we were kind of chatting i wouldn't consider myself to be a, a super christian by any means but i feel that god uses normal people like like you and i and uh if we can experience his power through us there's definitely value to to that so i appreciate it awesome well thanks trey thanks for uh giving up some of your time on this sunday afternoon and um yeah we'll be in touch Sounds good. Thanks, Jordan Kelty. Awesome, man. See ya. See ya. See ya. Well, that's all for now. We hope you were encouraged by today's interview. If you aren't already doing so, follow us at YWAM Spheres on Instagram, join our Facebook group, and check out our website to find more resources to help you thrive in the spheres. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.